Might be a summer splurge. I might give myself a nice little birthday gift. Uh, oh, that's it. That's it. But because you're not wrong, you know what? Um, I'm often reacting to things, uh, and and the people who I'm with while I react, though appreciative of the dark, dark places that my humor will take me, uh, maybe don't get it the same way you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, it, man, last night would have been so much fun with. Can you confirm? Can you confirm? Jeez, Louise, I uh, was expecting us to do a um, Oscar recap today because last year we did a big Oscar. But now, like, there's only one thing about the Oscars that anyone could talk about, and it's not the winners, and it's not yeah. the movies, right? It's the this is uh, this is bigger than uh, Steve Harvey reading the wrong envelope or giving the you know what I mean? Like, this is this is where was that? No, Steve Harvey did that with Miss Universe or some shit, didn't he? <laughs> right? Yeah, it was like uh, yeah. Warren oh, no, Beatty. But the, yeah, Warren Beatty. That's right, Warren <laughs> Beatty with Moonlight. You're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love that I just had Steve Harvey giving out the best picture. <laughs> yeah, poor Steve Harvey. No, he wouldn't. I get... just had Steve Harvey. <laughs> Maybe at the BET Awards, bro. Um, yeah, that's my bad. No, it was an, an like, listen, man, I was watching all night, just kind of like, well, you know, I would be, right? It's, yeah. it's you know, my, my nerd fest night of the week or of the year, right? Like, um, my Comic Con, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm there, and I'm like, man, this night's going fine. I was actually pretty annoyed. Like, I have real Oscar takes. Like, if we mm. we can get into this whole thing that is dominating the pop culture uh, and has put Ukraine and Russia, you know, on the second page of the headlines today, I guess. Yeah. Silliness. Um, pure silliness. Um, I can get into that. But there was a lot of about the Oscar show itself that's also worth kind of dissecting, right? Um, well, let's talk yeah, about because this watched, is Friday. We release on Friday, so it's already old news. <laughs> but we want to get it off our chest, so let's talk about it a bit. We're yeah. going to talk about, as you called it, the slap scene around the world. Um, on Can You Confirm That? So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Can You Confirm That? It is Friday again, or whatever day you're listening to this. Um, this is a recap of the, assuming you're listening to this way in the future, the 2022 Oscar um, uh, debacle, I guess, is a nice way to call I don't know, man. It was like. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go because <laughs> even if we pull, even if we take the Fresh Prince out of this, mm-hmm. um, the overall show felt like a bit of a debacle to me. Oh, okay. Like, I enjoyed the. I'll give you the, the brief synopsis right now, right? Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the return to Pomp. In circumstance, right? Like I, I enjoyed the the return of the elegance. The, you know, what something felt right about these guys not wearing hoodies on a Zoom call. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like there was something about like the fact that yeah, okay, whatever. Putting aside how ridiculous it is, but to those who are like, why are these people giving themselves awards? We've had this conversation before. We'll rehash it real quick, right? Like it's not like people aren't giving themselves awards in every industry or trade. 
just happens to be that the ones that are on camera put their award show on camera. Just happens to be that way, right? Um, a long time ago, you wanted to know who the best sports athlete in the world was. You read it in Sports Illustrated. Now you watch it on ESPN at the ESPYs. Deal with it. It is what it is. We're going to keep talking about this for a bit. <laughs> and it is what it is. Um, that being said, I enjoyed the return to all of that. You have all this working for you. You've got three really, really funny hosts. You got this working for you. Some of their timing's off. Some of that stuff's off. You know what? We'll just chalk that up to like ring rust. You know what I mean? Like none of these people have been on stage doing this kind of stuff at award show. Nobody's presented for how many who, years. Who are the hosts? Uh, so you had uh, Amy Schumer. Right. Um, I was Wanda confused Sutton. because you said funny. And so that confused me. Oh, no, no. But like the <laughs> hosts themselves don't need to be. The material they had to work with was great. Right. Oh, let's okay. not, right. Like, let's not forget Academy Award shows, though hosted by one person or a group or a tandem or a pair, is written by about 20 to 25 people. But what, what kind of killed me was, okay, you're doing all this. You're trying to speed up the show. Uh, now, for a nerd like me who's watching, I actually kind of want to know who won art direction. I kind of want to see the cinematography. I kind of want to see best sound editing and mixing because those things matter. Like, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like when a movie comes out, uh, the end credits are, you know, seven to eight actor names and then about a thousand other people. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so maybe this night is for more than just actor, actor, supporting actor, supporting actors. And I mean, right. Um, and, and so the first issue I had was them already doing this. We're going to pre-tape stuff is such a slippery slope to like the day when best screenplay is awarded ahead of time. And you don't have an actor to win an award. You don't have a director to direct something unless some nerdy ass writer sits down and decides to put those words to paper. Right. Directors can't just direct shit out of fucking thin air. It's not like James Cameron can show up and be like, Hey guys, I got Sam Worthington here. We're about to do some stuff. And they'll be like, okay, what? Like, I don't know. We didn't write anything down. That shit's not important. Like, I mean, like that's that's kind of what they're doing to editing, sound mixing when they when they do this pre-recorded stuff. Now, yeah, now they can, but like art films aren't for everyone. No, but I mean, like the category should matter on an equal basis. And your goal here is we're gonna do baseball-like stuff where we're gonna change the rules so that like uh, the game goes faster. Uh, and after you've made all those rule changes, you find out your show still went four and a half fucking hours long. They, the in memoriam John was cut in half and had a link kind of like, hey man, go go check out the full list of people who died this year online. Oh, I know that you're important. telling me. Yeah, I know that's important to you and your sister especially. Well, no, no, but I, I think it's important to the people <laughs> who who died and their families who were like, my dad was a costume designer for thirty years. I barely saw this guy half the year. Right mm-hmm. for thirty years of my life, I only saw my dad half the year because he was fucking in Marrakesh suiting up Sean Connery, and and. That's their moment, and now you're like, nah, man, just go online because we're trying to keep this shit nimble. And you didn't. You didn't keep it nimble. You didn't keep it short. And you just, what you really did was you just gave more time to the directors who deserve the same amount of time, like a film editor. Like, I mean, like, it's just weird to me how things went down. And I was like, okay, that's strange, but maybe they'll have learned their lesson. Uh, they'll kind of be like, uh, some things, some things were good. The pacing was good. It was fine. Uh, the jokes are fine. The night was okay overall, except for they like they dishonored their own members by being like, "Oh, 
you're not going to have the chance to, to accept the award during the live telecast, but, you know, come early. We'll give it to you then. We'll, we'll record it. We'll cut it short and we'll put it in there. And then we'll just cut to, like, Benedict laughing or or someone else laughing or applauding. And it'll look like it all happened, which would have been fine if the show came in at three hours, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you, if you had still finished earlier on time, then I'm How like, okay. How long is it supposed to be? How long is it actually supposed? Like, is it scheduled? It's booked from eight to eleven. Okay, that shit ended at eleven fifty-two. Okay, right. So you're telling me what it, the whole goal in life for these guys has been like to finish at eleven, and all of these changes are supposed to bring them as close to eleven as possible. And they made some gut wrenching changes. So many like changes that like upset actual people in the industry right like there's like the a lot of directors and stuff had spoken up about hey man you shouldn't be doing that like these are key members of our team you know production design is a key part editing is a key part costume design is a key part you can't just do this um and the trade-off was supposed to be but don't worry guys 806 p.m pacific time you will be at your after parties and here you are in a like it still didn't happen for them. So it's like I would be so pissed if I was those people. If, if I'm cinematographer who had to like show up early, get it? Mm-hmm. Like that's the worst. Mm-hmm. If I'm the cinematographer and I'm like, hmm, should have been here at five p.m. Pacific, but I guess I have to show up at three thirty p.m. Pacific time on a Sunday to get my fucking award, and then you're still sitting there because now you have to be there for the show, and now you're still there, and the clock ticks, and you're like. 801 it's 802 it's 803 every minute that passes i'd be so and in, so incensed that they made me show up that many minutes earlier right do the celebrities show up later like is there a second entrance or does everyone have to show up but they only air the later stuff uh well i mean okay so the academy is an entire the night before is the governor awards right the technical awards and all that stuff so there's okay. there's like a it's probably like 60 awards that are given out the night before and those are the ones that, like, this is this is when you're like, oh, when did Shang-Chi win an award? Shang-Chi won one for visual effects. Get it? Like, that kind of stuff. That The stuff that you never hear about. Okay. Um, and then on the actual night are the main awards, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, now, they should just... It, it, I think what they've started doing is they've started moving a lot of them to the night before. And then they'll start showing you things of like here was samuel l jackson receiving his honorary oscar last night um which they've done for a while but this time it's like if you're gonna try to make it quicker you still didn't make it quicker so i don't i don't know what the what the plan was and it just kind of like fell apart for me like i don't know i it's fine it's like cool to not air those like you said like you said at the start like plumbers have awards too and they just don't advertise it so the people watching want to see the people that they watch so yeah, for someone right. like yeah. me who's not into uh the screenwriter as much as you i guess although but that, i don't but care but i guess i'm just as excited to see leonardo dicaprio show up and maybe win mm-hmm. more so because i know what he looks like and i'm, I'm interested to hear what he has to say yeah but if and you don't make it shorter then you're not going to stay up all night to watch this shit, right? Like, come on. No, you might as well just sh- show the guys that I don't know as well and give them their time on the air. Yeah, and I think the idea is like the main awards have always been the stuff you can touch and feel and, and see, right? Mm-hmm. So even for you, 
not not you, but sorry, general public, layman, right? Like for for the general public who's watching, uh, yeah, you know the actors because you saw them in the movie you just they're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You may not know the directors, but you saw the name and you knew you knew someone had to have directed it, and then obviously you're like, okay, well, I guess it pays attention to who wrote it, mm-hmm. who designed it. Who, who made the sound, right? What was the song? All those things make sense. But but I don't think, no, I, I'm with you on this. I don't think anybody wants to stick around long enough to be like, well, who had the best technical? Deve- like there's, they give out technical awards, which is essentially like, who had the best lighting rig? Mm-hmm. That's cool. But I don't know if anybody walks away from a movie going, you know what really, you know, that the performances were horrible. The writing, atrocious. The direction, I didn't know what was happening half the time. But I stuck around because the lighting was on point. Right. Well, I think maybe like a light, like a regular person like me <laughs> might be, might say things like, well, did it look good though? Or yeah, like that kind right? of thing. Yeah. And, and then we and, would maybe generalize a few yeah. different roles in one. Yeah. And, and that's what I love about it, right? Because, like, sometimes people will walk away from, like, a Wes Anderson or something uh, or a Zack Snyder movie, and they'll be like, oh, I just love I love the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, Zack didn't do that alone. Wes didn't do that alone. That's their vision. And the reason that they're good directors is because they can go out and find the best head of certain like of the nine different departments on a movie set they find the best heads to carry out their vision which is why wes anderson movies are the way they are why a Zack snyder movie looks the way it does right um so that's all important and and that's why you see dune walk away with six awards last night Mm. not the Mm -hmm. best picture not the best director not the you mean but every other one, which tells you that's yeah, uh, that's like the Academy's way of being like, well, that's like the real, that's like that's the good one, that's the non-art good good movie, right? That's the your that's your Lord of the Rings, that's your Titanic, that's your. They had the best production design, editing, uh, sound design, costume. We're gonna give them everything but the top four, right? Like, and then that's like oh, okay, fine, all right. That's, yeah, that's like kind that, of a balance, right? That's if, fair. Like you like you that makes you feel vindicated and having like Dune. You know what I mean? Like if you're a Dune fan. Even though I shouldn't be using a sports metaphor. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, now you're excited to hear my sports metaphor. A movie that wins those kinds of awards is like the team that makes it to the finals because they all play together. They don't have like the one superstar, but they just have that like like the Raptors win. Like it was like a young team of like everyone playing together and winning together like everyone sharing a little bit of the win yeah man like uh uh i'm gonna give you an a minus on that analogy (laughs) only because the one time they won their like their championship uh they had a superstar but this year i'm gonna give you an a plus for this one (laughs) because this year this team is gonna make the playoffs and they're punching well above their weight without a superstar Without a superstar. So you're 100% correct on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I liked the breakdown. Like, I liked 
Coda winning Best Picture. Um, I could have gone one of many different ways when it came to Best Actor. Okay. It, but the the odds-on favorite seemed like Will from the get-go. Only because, like, it... You know how sometimes actors win Oscars for a movie, but it's not the performance or the movie that they should have won the Oscar for, but they're getting it because it's just the right time, right? Uh, it happened to Leo a hundred thousand times, or Leo's nominated for performances that were uh, much better than his performance in The Revenant, sure. but no one else during his performance at The Revenant could kind of take a like. It was just his moment in time, so they gave him his his first Oscar there. Um, there have been moments where Will Smith probably deserved a nomination and maybe a win prior to King Richard. And I would say he probably deserved the nomination for King Richard because it was a fine like performance and it's a tough field to crack. Um, but don't you think after last night's little incident, wouldn't it have just felt so nice to have seen Andrew Garfield maybe win? Right? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Like anyone, like I know it's an anyone and anyone but uh, scenario. And this isn't. We're, I'm not gonna hate on Will Smith by any means. Okay, I'm gonna put this out in the forefront. There's a lot to break down over what the fuck happened in that 30 seconds. A lot. But my okay. takeaway is this: these are celebs, and they're living in their own little celeb world. So let's all take a step back and remember that the actions that happened on the stage of the fucking Lowe's Hollywood Hotel Kodak Theater, Dolby Digital Theater, whatever the hell it's called, uh, are not representative uh, and are not something we can extrapolate from when we want to talk about society. Okay? Right. You can definitely let's, not assault people in real life. Let's, no, but even that, it's like the <laughs> idea that any of thing anything that happened in that like minute a minute and a half is something <laughs> that you can take a life lesson from or or sort of impart something from the world of like you shouldn't do that there's there's no real world logic that would apply in that room for 3 hours that's all i'm going to say right like it's hollywood for fuck's sakes so that's what made it crazier i think <laughs> is that Take a step back here, John. You're Will Smith. Your entire life, after you realize you're not probably going to be the world's greatest rapper, but you had a pretty decent hit show, and, and you could maybe do well at acting. So you took your acting classes, and you did your shit. Uh, you show up in a movie like Six Degrees of Separation, and you impress me, and I'm like, ooh, he, he might have some talent. He held his own with a Donald Sutherland. Then years go by years go by and you're here it's your moment it's your moment so much that like if you go on any vegas betting odds website you're the odds on favorite to win the best actor award tonight it's not even like you're going in as a long shot you're the one who everyone expects to win so knowing that you're probably going to win the oscar is this not maybe a good time Make sure that the emotions are in check, that we're under control, cool, calm, collected. This is going to be the biggest moment of my life. 
as an actor. And no one, like, you know what I mean? Like, just, that's what gets me. It's not even like Kanye running up and, and yelling at Taylor Swift. This guy, this guy did it to himself on his biggest night. I don't, I, that's the part that disconnects for me in my head. I'm like, that's the part where, you know, there's people coming out with conspiracy theories today of like, oh, the academies must have staged that one just to get everybody talking so everybody watches next year. And I'll remind you of this. The only way conspiracy theory works is if it's a win-win, right? I don't see Will Smith or Chris Rock's reputation, either one, benefiting <laughs> from last night. The Academy, sure, they got all the buzz. Maybe they'll even get like an extra half a million people watching next year in the hopes that it's the second time in 94 years somebody gets slapped at the Oscars. Um, but that that was just such a weird, weird occurrence that you don't expect to have happen. But he did it to himself, which is the strangest part to me. I'm like, I just... Put yourself in that scenario, John. You're waking up. It's the best. It's like going to be the best day of your life. You already know. You're waking up. You're having your breakfast. And you're like, I am getting fucking inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tonight. This is crazy. And you're eating your cereal. And somehow and on the way. <laughs> no. You literally go to Graceland and take a piss on, like, Elvis's statue before. <laughs> That's it. Like, you know what I mean? It's very weird. Like, Let me ask you this. If that had been Matt Damon who had made that joke, we would actually all be cool with this, right? Right? What what part? If he if he'd slap Matt Damon after? So yeah, like if Matt Damon this is this is one of the one things I want to make sure that everybody kind of pulls out from this, right? No, no, I think we need to remember this is Chris Rock making the joke. Right? It's, it, it would be very, very different to me as the viewer if Matt Damon comes out and he's about to give out this award and he makes a joke about Jada's hair. Because there is something there, right? There is, there is something there which is kind of a, hey, man, you sure? You sure about that? Like we want to go to that. So if Matt Damon makes that, that's the most cringeworthy joke in the night. Will kind of gets up there, confronts Matt, the slap happens, and maybe... Maybe Will's not getting raked over the coals as much. I think, and this is what this is why I'm kind of raking him over the coals. That was Chris Rock. What did you think was gonna happen? Anytime a stand-up walks up to the mic at an award show, shouldn't the entire room's ass start clenching? Like, shouldn't everybody just be getting a little, oh fuck, who's he gonna go for? Could be us, could be me, could be, mm, right? Do you think if Leo was sitting there that it would have been fair for him to walk up to Amy Schumer and slap her? Actually, you got a little bit more context, too. So, was Chris Rock one of the hosts? No, but I mean, anytime you bring out the comedian guy, they're allowed no, to I do get that, it. right? I get it. No, just for context. Like, was oh, Chris no, no, Rock... he was not. He was a presenter, which is, so he's invited okay. by the Academy, usually... And so if you are a presenter at the Academy who hasn't won a previous award, there yeah. are some, tra there are some traditions in place where like the, the best actor is presented by last year's best yeah. actress winner. Oh, yeah, that. I get all that. 
presenters just... are generally chosen by host. Now, let's all... This is for the audience, for you. Well, Asterix, I put it to the side. Amy Schumer and Chris Rock are very, very, very tight friends and have been for quite, quite some time. Uh, same with Wanda Sykes. So if he was invited as a presenter, he would have been... That joke, John, would have been played at rehearsal. Mm. That's not something he just came out on stage and said that night for the first time. That was in a writer's room. That was at rehearsal. I think everyone took it as... that's as innocuous as it gets, Jada herself has kind of said that she has no other option right now other than to like embrace her condition with humor, right? There, and, and there really isn't. I mean, like you can do what you have to do. No, the reason I, I'm right, asking like, is because I was just wondering if it was part of a monologue or not. No, no, it was. It, I mean, it, there was a buildup. It wasn't just like a random shot at Jada. There he was just a, got up and started making jokes. Right, like he comes out, he says hello, he does his joke, he does a joke, he does a joke, and then he does, you know, the, and, and generally what they'll joke about is some of the nominees of the night, right? So mm -hmm. if a comedian's going to come out, they'll probably, maybe maybe they'll like take a little quick dive at, Nicole Kidman's always a fucking fair game, and always such a good sport. If you think about the amount of times jokes have been made at the people's expenses, and you're kind of like, oh, that's not nice, they're in the room. Nicole Kidman should have slapped like fucking 20 people by now in her lifetime because of the well, shit, right? Like, so there, I think there's just one of those things where you kind of have to be like, Chris, that was wrong, but I'm going to address that with you at the bar at the Vanity Fair party after we're going to have a talk about how I didn't like that. Traditionally mean, right? in monologues, I know too, like they'll point at people in the audience or sitting close, usually or up for an award or whatever, and it's kind of like time to jab at people. So they might be like, oh, and Leonardo DiCaprio is here again this year, up for, well, we already gave, like, you know, and then they'll make, like, a little jab at him. So they, like, that's, when I saw it as a clip this morning without any context, I was like, oh, was Chris Rock just, like, doing his monologue and goes, like, oh, here's Will Smith and Jada, and then makes, like, a G.I. Jane joke, like, that's how I, I wasn't sure if it was like, which again was, seems yeah, really was. innocent. Seems really innocent for a like an academy show. No, a hundred percent. I mean, listen, I I, I saw the joke. I kind of chuckled. I laughed. Um, I was I was in the middle of Will and Jada in that sense, right? Like I laughed, not as hard as Will did. Yeah, uh, and a little part of me was kind of like, eh, I don't know, man, because like. Between you, me, and the audience, you can see from time to time, like, I have spots as well. Alopecia that I have dealt with over the last couple of years. Um, it's not cool. It's not fun. But it's funny. Like, I, 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 it didn't bug me that much because it wasn't, it just didn't feel malicious. It didn't, it didn't feel like. It was a purposeful shot at hurting her. Now, if it was, that changes the game, right? That does. Then then it does make it a little bit like, hey, Chris, you, you know better than that. But I think the general audience at home was going to give Chris Rock the benefit, the benefit of the doubt. I think everybody in the audience there was about to give Chris Rock the benefit of the doubt. And we were all about to move on right. until... And forget it happened. Until, I think... Will caught Jada's eye, mm. and something inside Will 
triggered. I don't think Jada had anything to say about you go up there and you take him out like Pac would have, right? Like, you mean like we all know because, and I think we've talked about this on this pod before, about how like when celebrities decide to do their own little red table talks and stuff and they put themselves out there and they're going to share everything, you're almost, you don't now get to claim that we're getting attacked and people come after us for the things we say you you're also you're you're openly looking for that audience that's that's the you don't want to be attacked don't say anything be the quiet celeb there's so many quiet celebs who nobody talk about when's the last time anybody said anything about fucking james or josh brolin you know why because neither one of them has like a youtube fucking show called like the brolin boys you know what i mean like i know it's unfair and it and like don't go after somebody's looks, appearances, and all that stuff. But at the same time, is there not is there not a little bit of just like raging, weird, toxic masculinity coming out of Will Smith right now? Like that sure. is some sure. that is some that is some weird shit to go up there, slap the man, keep my wife's mouth out of your name, right, or name out of your mouth, whatever, and then. To then get up there and cry behind the shield of like defender, protector. That's some toxic masculinity shit. <laughs> and I think, I think, John, Will Smith just gaslighted all of us. Like <laughs> yeah, during his speech, during his speech, he gaslighted all of us, being like, You guys are freaking out on me on Twitter right now. You. you came from my woman and i'm a man and i protect my woman i'm a protector and i'm a defender you wouldn't you and we're all like well hold on a second well yeah i mean like i guess i would be like don't say shit but well hold on don't we are we now just gonna go slap comedians whenever the fuck we want like uh imagine chris rock had said something like she looks good with the shaved head okay like i'm not gonna lie like it's Jada's not like beautiful, man. Jada's yeah. beautiful and always has been. Imagine uh, Chris Rock had made fun of like one of Will's untalented kids, like something that really hurts. Like imagine what it would have been a closed fist, I think, if he had said, "Oh, and by the way, Jaden sucks." Like, <laughs> I'm glad you picked the only child of his that is untalented because Willow's actually <laughs> Willow is low key genius. Let, let's put that out there right now. Willow is low key like she's like a fucking living Picasso right now. I don't get it doesn't belong in that family that's all i'm gonna say with those um, parents they should be better <laughs> well Jaden, for sure yeah. willow man go go do some willow research you're gonna lose it it's like it's like that kind of stuff where it's like it's not about she's the music is the music but like you know enya did anyone like you know what i mean like enya was genius in her own way but nobody gave a fuck it's one of those <laughs> things she doesn't give a fuck if you give a fuck uh it's it's kind of like it's kind of like those who know about the Knowles know that Solange is actually better than Beyonce. <laughs> like, I like how you're comparing Willow to Enya, and in my head, I was comparing Jaden to Sawdust. Like, I like that those that was going on <laughs> well, in my I'm head. Telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Yeah, that that was quite something for us to witness. I think last night is all right. It, it's but I, I want you to. Think about it from from the perspective of every now stand up, yeah, <laughs> who does crowd work, yeah, right. Little old Billy who works yuck yucks in Burlington, 
and he's always told to do 15 minutes on a Thursday. And this guy over three years has only worked out like eight minutes of a good like set. So he spills the other six minutes usually with like, hey, where are you from? What are you guys doing? You on a date? What are you doing with this guy? Yeah. Imagine what has going to be happening now. Some some comedians, that's their whole shtick. Remember Mike Bullard? Oh, yeah. yeah. All they do is crowd work, basically. And and I'm only going to say it because it's like, man, there have been moments where I would have I would have I would have gotten up and I'd have slapped Russell Peters like the bad accent that he used but like, you know what I mean? Like it's just that man used to make me cringe. Um <laughs> never was funny needed accents and like shit that like think about it in 2022 do you think he would be funny now he knows he isn't i've seen him on right? podcast yeah he yeah. knows like he like, and the truth is like i think at that time i was kind of i wasn't I, I i liked it i thought it was kind of funny but i was like oh people let's let's not be filling stadiums for this guy <laughs> this he's guy got it, he's, I'm, I'm like we are filling arenas and stadiums right now around the world for this guy to do his Asian accents, his, and, and, and the thing is it was never limited to just the Brown accent, right? He went everywhere and he had no actual material that worked. He just used stereotype after stereotype after stereotype and reinforced after reinforced. And that's when I was like, Oh man, now he's someone I would have loved to have slapped, (laughs) but Chris Rock in that moment. If ever you think as a comedian, if ever you think as a comedian, I've been booked for a gig, you would think the Oscars is the safest space that could be, right? Mm-hmm. You are Everyone's not on their playing, best behavior. Right? Yeah. It's not like your your agent didn't call you and say, hey, uh, we got uh, Auburn University. Uh, <laughs> you want to do it? And you're like, uh, Auburn, eh? Okay. You you kind of do it because you want the money. You'll do the jokes. You want to do your job. Uh, but you kind of know, like, might not be a fun night crowd-wise. That's not what... <laughs> I assure you, Chris Rock did not wake up that morning going, man, I hope the crowd's good. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, um... And he he was like one of the sa- one of the saviors too. P Diddy, it's like um, P Diddy probably doesn't feel that safe playing like an LA show, right? Yeah, but, that's fair. That's fair. But like, that's not how Chris is supposed to feel playing the Oscars. <laughs> no, no, that's like that's like you're you're the Hamburglar and you're in costume and you got beat down. Inside a McDonald's, <laughs> hey, right? Like that's I supposed would, to be your territory. Yeah, if he steals my burger, he's he's up. Uh, I mean, I know. I, I mean, the my favorite part is the you can break it down a hundred different ways, and you're not wrong, right? You can make an argument to me that Will was justified, and I'm going to go ahead and nod my head in agreement. I think you okay. can make an argument to me. That Chris Rock was 100% in the right, didn't do anything malicious. The joke was maybe not the funniest, but he doesn't deserve to be slapped. He's doing his job. Uh, I can agree with that, right? I could not in agreement with that. 
you can break it down a hundred different ways, and I'll be like, yeah, I guess. The one that I won't is the conspiracy theory of, like, this was staged by the Oscars. Right. The only person... Okay, so the Oscars would benefit. Will Smith's reputation takes no shine from this. Uh, <laughs> Chris Rock has the tangential benefit that he's going on a stand-up tour soon, and I guess he just got himself 10 minutes of new material. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. And that's 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 really it. And we'll see what Diddy negotiated at the Vanity <laughs> Fair party. Perhaps, perhaps part of that negotiation and settlement uh, at the as the Diddy Fair uh, Treaty of 2022, uh, it's possibly, Chris, don't talk about this shit on your tour. You know, he's one of the only people who can say that they took a hit from Ali and are still standing. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he planted. And I think the adrenaline <laughs> of, I, honestly, I think the adrenaline of what happened in that moment was what made Chris Rock stay on his feet. <laughs> but picture for a second. Picture for a second, John. Chris Rock gets laid out. Out on the stage, <laughs> knocked out. Cameras go to black. We go to commercial, Can you and imagine? when we and all we know is that they dragged him off the stage. Like, well, uh, he couldn't have connected very well because no, it was a slap. So that, that was the one punching part, right? down yeah. big time, like yeah, punching right. down big time. Like Will Smith is a big muscular dude, and Chris Rock is. Basically, a skeleton wrapped in electrical tape. Like, he, like yeah. compared, like I would. That's like me beating up a fourth grader. You know, like <laughs> I think, I think had he closed that fist and punched uh, off his feet, we're we're cutting to commercial, right? <laughs> but that his hand was open and it was just a open hand slap, uh, which can be way more. That's actually just way more denigrating, to be honest, right? Yeah, as sure. A, as as a as a man or female, I, I think any person, I think you'd rather be punched than slapped, right? Well, there's a derogatory term that I, I'm thinking in my head right now that I'm not saying, but I like. Can you? You? you know I'd rather I'm be. At? I'd yeah. rather be sucker punched than yeah. Than, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you for uh, thinking of that. I wasn't getting there. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't going to make you go there either. It's a grown-up show in season two. Come on, uh, but but in case all that, anyone's right? listening yeah. ever <laughs> important, so, right? I got some news for you. Remind me to tell you off air. I think we've got at least one minor celeb who does listen because I feel like I listen to this minor celebs podcast every week, and that <laughs> minor celeb is constantly taking shots at the shit me and you say. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. We'll get into that. Yeah. But- um, but yeah, okay. so I think but, Chris but, handled but, it pretty well, though, to be honest. Handled it perfectly. He stood up there. He took it in. He was like, okay. He could have easily just walked off the stage and been like, I ain't doing this shit. Just thrown it to somebody else and be like, you fucking walk out there, Mr. Producer Stagehand. It's on you now. Like, there's so many things he could have done. Um, vis a vis making another joke. And this <laughs> is where, this is where I know the man. Is absolute class and grace and elite. Okay, because mm-hmm. as this shit's going down and they do go to commercial, obviously my Twitter busts out, and in other parts of the world, the uncensored version of events 
without the because when I'm watching this, I thought my audio cut out. To be honest, I I I tried to turn my soundbar on and off because it was <laughs> ten to fifteen seconds of silence, and I'm yeah. like, "What's going on? What? Huh?" And then I realized shit went down, uh, and that's <laughs> when I get the Twitter, and then the Twitter gets me the uncensored, unfiltered actual dialogue. Uh, at which point, I made a joke in my head that made me laugh a lot. <laughs> that I also knew had I been Chris Rock on the stage and had said that joke I immediately would have gotten a roundhouse kick to the face <laughs> probably like a full Nelson and like you know straight up like Sergeant Slaughtered where like he comes up behind you and just like sits on you and pulls your fucking face off um, but the joke was funny John action hero Will Smith action superstar and since we're classy at season two, we're not going to say the joke, but I'm going to tell you enough of the joke for you to fill in the blanks yourself. Now, in the uncensored, censored night of events or whatever, uh, the, the phrasing from Will Smith was, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. And the joke that comes to mind that Chris Rock, knowing Chris Rock, you know it came to his fucking head too. I'm not cleverer, I'm not smarter than Chris Rock when it comes to humor and comedy. And if this thing immediately popped into my head 0.1 milliseconds after, you know he had it 0.05 milliseconds after. Um, but the idea being, well, Will, it wouldn't be the first time you didn't keep something out of your wife's What? <laughs> and that would have caused a riot within the room. And I'll tell you why. Because here's the one dirty little secret we don't want to... Nobody wants to... Hollywood actors will tell you that Chris Wrong didn't belong in that room in the first place. What is this? This isn't HBO Comedy Awards. We are... We are the eight. We're Bradley fucking Cooper. We're Denzel Washington. You're Chris Rock. You're who we pay 500 grand to tell jokes at our private birthday functions. And that's the dirty kind of thing about it is nobody in that room came to Chris Rock's defense other than Amy Schumer. Mm <laughs> hmm. And the only other people who came to Chris Rock's defense were other comedians on Twitter. And even those comedians were very, very cautious with their wording. Because maybe, just maybe, George Clooney might cast Tiffany Haddish in Ocean's 14. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's like, even when Tiffany should have been fucking adamant, she played the diplomatic game. Because they still want to be in the room. And that's dirty. That's the yeah. dirtiest part about it all, is that Will's going to get away with this easily. It's not fair. I, I wanted, like, a Sharpie in the envelope to be scratched out his name and have someone else. Like, that should disqualify him from winning the award, I think. Because uh, yeah. Yeah. other people can get charged with assault. For doing something like that, like I can't walk up to my to someone I work with, 
Not that I would want to, if anyone from my work is listening, and just <laughs> give them a massive slap in the face because I they said something. You know, like even if they say That's something funny. like that, I can like in real life I can like go to my HR team and make a formal complaint, and then they can like spend six months collecting like <laughs> you know like different like documentation of this person's behavior yeah. before they can give them their first written warning. And, and in Hollywood life, as you said, you know, <laughs> he can storm up on stage and Chris Rock dumbfounded. It's just like, Oh, here comes King Richard and just takes that slap. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. You know why? Because I think, I think on right until the slap hit his cheek, I guarantee you Chris Rock thought Will Smith was going to come up and do a bit. Yeah. Right. Like Will Smith was going to come up here and grab me and be like, you want me to shave your head or something like that? He mm-hmm. did not expect that. So full marks on him for just standing classy, not walking off the stage, one, continuing, uh, because that's what a stand-up would do, mm-hmm. right? You just keep fucking going until they pull me off the stage, right? Um, so good on that. But let's not forget, man, there was like, I don't, this is, In the grand scheme of society, as I told you guys at the very beginning of this pod, this is all meaningless. But there were some lines drawn in the sand. Yeah. Between the stand-up world and the acting world last night. Howard Stern had some fucking words this morning. And that's a funny one because Howard Stern gets all the actors Mm -hmm. when it comes Mm -hmm. to interviews. And for him to have been like, Mm-mm. you ain't going to walk into Howard Stern Studios and just get up off that couch and slap me as soon as I tell, like, have a question you don't like. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, we're not doing that around here. Um, I have problems I, with the fact that, like, Will Smith is, like, you know, I'm, I'm using this loosely, but a comedian. But Will Smith isn't. Chris Rock is. Well, you know, like Will Smith was never a stand-up comedian, but he got his start in comedy. Sure. No, I stuff. mean he 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 is. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not calling him a comedian at all, right? I don't know if that's what you heard, but I'm I'm just saying Will Smith. If I'm Chris Rock up on the stage making that, and Will Smith's coming towards me, my initial gut reaction is he's going to try to make a joke or do something funny here, something that a Clooney would do, right? Like, a George Clooney, in that instance, is probably going to get up there and do some sort of lighthearted thing um, about a mall and and not necessarily slap you. So that's where I think Chris's head was at. That's where yeah. mine would be. Well, now, that, if Jesse Plemons is fucking charging at me, I might be like, I don't know if this is going to go right. But even Jesse Plemons had a fucking sense of humor about the Kirsten Dunst hum- like jokes. Like, those... Yeah. And Goodness. that's kind of what I mean. That's kind of what I mean by Will Smith as a comedian. Like, it's not like, you know, no, he gets uh, comedy. He gets, he comedy. gets yeah, jokes. Yeah. He's he supposed it. to get comedy. Whereas, like, on a sitcom, yeah, it's not like a Daniel Day Lewis and a non-celebrity wife. You know, like where that's more personal. Like, yeah. I, I'm a dramatic actor. I take things very seriously, and my wife is not in the same field and not a public figure. Whereas. Jada has been a public figure and for longer than she's been Will Smith's wife, by the way, because she was Jada Pinkett before she got Pinkett Smith. And, um, 
now Chris Rock's been Pinkett Smith too. Feels like half of uh So I do have problem like I have challenges with some of that. I have a lot of issues with his acceptance speech after, like where he apologized for to his academy and to his fellow nominees, but he never once said yeah, I'm sorry I assaulted you, Chris Rock. Like, he well, no, could have because said that. <laughs> he could have, but he didn't have to, remember? Because he was defending, he was protecting. Love make you do crazy things. Yeah. Love, ready? Love make you do crazy things is the title of the Gaslight fucking handbook. <laughs> Think about that one for a second. Baby, I didn't mean to. Love just make me do crazy things. Like that's like the number one red flag when somebody says shit like that. No doubt. He stole that line from Lorena Bobbitt. Oh my God. Right. Love making you do crazy things. Love She's on my mind. Crazy things. <laughs> She's on my yeah. mind because I, in preparing Wait, for this explain. episode, yeah, I looked up a couple things. Uh, do you remember that show celebrity boxing? Um, oh yeah. Was it? Was okay. Show, wait. Was Okay, so there's two that I kind of remember. I think I kind of remember, like, really, like, D-list actual celebrities. And then I think I remember, like, A-list, but it was Claymation, like, on MTV. It was, like, uh-huh. Claymation Deathmatch. So, so there's two shows. Celebrity Deathmatch, which was Claymation. You're right. And then Celebrity Boxing, which aired on Fox, obviously. Okay. And only aired two episodes and is one of the the TV guides. 50 worst television shows of all time. All time. Wow. (laughs) And, um, you know, like it had celebrities like uh, Danny Bataducci and Donnie Osmond, um, Tanya Harding, uh, Joey Buttafuoco, and um, originally uh, Lorena Bobbitt. Lorena Bobbitt? Who did she go? She must have fought Tanya Harding. That's, um, no, she was, she was supposed to, hmm. I thought it was supposed to be that she was supposed to fight Badafuko. Like, originally she was scheduled. Really? Um, oh, wow. Lorena Bobbitt, but she backed out. And then they replaced her with someone I don't even know, like Laurier. Okay. I, I don't well, know who I... that was. But, uh, like, it was so, like, Z-list celebrity that, like, who cared anyways? Who would care anyways? That was a weird time in our culture, eh? <laughs> no, but because that wasn't like exclusive to like there was a lot. Do you like do you remember when our prime minister boxed a sitting senator? This was <laughs> no. a real thing. No. Yes. Mem when when member of parliament Justin Trudeau, then member of parliament, uh had boxed Senator something Brazo. Senator Brazo has long since been like in like the most unceremoniously way stripped as a senator charged with all these crimes like he was just he was a slippery dude look him up he was a slippery dude like his slick hair he looked like a 1980s pro wrestler razor ramon Ooh, ooh, i like razor ramon who r.i.p sadly scott hall passed away last week um but he looked like Razor Ramon, but was a senator in the Canadian mm-hmm. Parliament. Okay? He even flicked a toothpick at you. And he ended up in a boxing match with Justin Trudeau when he was still MP trying to make his way. 
uh, Intruder One. Of course, of course. Right, and and here's the weird part: they still haven't learned to not underestimate that dude. <laughs> they still haven't learned. Uh, he learned from. Is he, if he learned boxing from his father, he would have kicked butt. <laughs> well, I mean, I hear Cuba's got a great boxing program. <laughs> Well, so you're bringing me to the next thing I was preparing and what I was thinking about. If I was thinking we could kind of play like this reminds me a little bit about, you know, that part in Fight Club where they reminisce about like if, if you could fight any celebrity, who would you fight? Or if you could fight any uh, like um, hit, his like historical figure, who who would you fight? And he's like, oh, I'd fight Lincoln or whatever. So I was thinking about if you could take a slap from any other star from an Oscar nominated movie. Oh, but they have to be Oscar nominated. <laughs> so like the, and oh, I went specifically fun. to like boxing or fighting films. So I've got a few here for you. I already know. You're telling okay. me I got I have to pick a, a, an Oscar nominated actor. So just give me who a, who would have been in like fighting movies. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that I'd be willing to take a slap from. Current day, uh-huh. though, right? Current day? Well, no, you could use... What do you mean by current day? Like, you mean, like, they can't... They have to be alive and physically fit? No, but as in, like, can I get slapped by Michael Caine today versus Michael Caine when he won his Oscar? <laughs> oh, uh, no, it's got to be when they were when they were at the award show. All right, well, okay, so the most recent time he was nominated was Best Supporting Actor in 2000. Yeah. So can I take that versus when he was nominated <laughs> in 1967 for Best Actor? No, because I wanted to ask you about De Niro from Raging Bull, and I think you can't take De Niro now, because I would say I would take a slap <laughs> from old old De Niro, but I would not want to take a slap from Raging Bull De Niro. Do you know what I mean? I was, yeah, I would take a fucking current Pacino. <laughs> I would take current Pacino any day. Oh, my so. God. I was wondering about uh, Robert De Niro from Raging Bull, but here's a couple celebrities that I don't, I would think would be tough as far as like who would, who would uh, slap me out. So obviously Michael B. Jordan, I don't, I would not want to take a hit from that guy for Creed, right? No. Has has he been, oh, he was, he was nominated for Creed, wasn't he? Totally. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, and he's peak, man. That guy gets bigger and bigger every year. (laughs) Yeah, that would be the one I wouldn't. I wouldn't want. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he okay. might play. He might play Superman, right? Like if they replace Henry Cavill, which you know they're just yeah dangling me along on that one. You know that uh, yeah, he's like one of the only people I'd be okay with that. that Michael happens. Michael B. Jordan was the funniest joke in the worst movie of the year, though. This year, so, yeah. So uh, Oscars being what they are. LeBron James also picked up some hardware this weekend as the oh. worst actor in a feature film uh, oh. from the Raspberry Razzies, oh, yeah. Yeah, the uh, Razzies. Having, having one for Space Jam 2, uh, which featured what I thought was one of the funniest things I'd had seen in a shitty, shitty, shitty movie. Mind you, I'm watching it with my kids, so it was fine, right? It was fine for them. Uh, the moment is as simple as this. The team needs help. Bugs Bunny and LeBron need help. And they say, I know who we can call. I know a guy, Michael Jordan. Uh. In walks (laughs) Michael B. Jordan. And he comes out 
And I think it was Porky Pig with the line of the fucking movie. <laughs> we couldn't get Michael A. Jordan. <laughs> and that's it. That was it, man. A joke. It's a pretty good joke, actually. That, yeah, now imagine Michael B. Jordan going up to Porky Pig and slapping the shit out of him for that. <laughs> so, okay, so here's a couple. There's a couple no-brainers, right? So Michael B. Jordan is one of them. Yeah, no way. I'm not going near that one. Yeah. Um, I, you know, well, we've already seen Will Smith and cause he, uh, he was, wasn't he nominated for Holly? I don't know. No, but I, I, he may have been nominated. I think Golden Globe, Oscar possibly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe. What about, but the I mean, real of Ollie, course. The real Ali right. for when we were Kings. <laughs> See, so, again, again, I would take current Ali hit. <laughs> Well, the man is six feet underground, John, so that wouldn't be that hard <laughs> well, to well, take. When, I'm sorry, RIP, but you know what I mean, like, his last couple of years. And his when... last couple of days. <laughs> I hate this joke. Okay, here's the point. Here's the 0.1 millisecond joke that, like, here's here's where Chris Rock is better than me. He doesn't make the joke, but in my head, after you say that, all I could think of was Ali's Parkinson's on the last day of his life and him sure. trying to hit you with yeah. his shaky hand. That's right. That's what I was thinking too. That's why. <laughs> but it might be like oh it might God. shoot out quick and get me like with a little alley jab that <laughs> breaks my nose. Who knows? Who knows, man? Um, another guy Sting that I would like a bee, man. Sting like a bee. It would have came in quick. Um, Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, uh, he, uh, well, Rocky did win. So yeah, that's um, right. I would take no chances with current day Stallone either. No, that's right. He's all juiced up nowadays. I would not take any chances with him either now. So, okay. So, that's a, that was. Hmm. Yeah. Sylvester's a weird name, eh? Sylvester. Do you, do you know any Sylvesters? Do you ever meet a Sylvester? Like there's. Sylvester. No, there's just two, a, I knew a cat once. No, I'm just yeah, there's, there's only two Sylvesters in history ever. It was Stallone and the cat. Like I've, I've never met anyone who's like, yes. Yeah. I'm Sylvester Johnson or whatever. Like I've never, that's a never good, met that's another Sylvester. Huh. So I'd be rarer than Gorovs, I guess. We'll see. <laughs> it's for sure. Rarer than John. Goodness. So Will Smith was nominated for Ali. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. That was an O2. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. O seven was pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. And then we come to 2020 with king richard which he finally wins so he had been nominated twice previously before winning on his third chance um boy don't we just wish we gave it to him for pursuit of happiness eh no doubt no doubt i don't even know i wonder who the host was that year oh oh seven uh 2007 i can find out that was ellen degeneres hosted for you but (laughs) yeah that would have been I wonder who would take it harder, better, like uh, Chris Rock. Who's who's tougher, Chris Rock or Ellen DeGeneres? I think. Like, okay, so we think of Will Smith. I mean, at that peak, maybe not. Let Ellen. me run through this for you, real quick, and you tell me if we could have a redo, <laughs> if we wouldn't have just gone ahead and given it to Will. Okay, if if knowing we could have avoided the scene that we saw by him not being nominated at all. 
Because there's arguments to be made that he was actually the sixth best performance when it came to the male actors this year, but okay. because he won, because it, because it's becoming so late. It's since it's been 20 years since his first nomination. Yeah. God knows when he gets the next one, right? 2007, when he win or when he lost for best actor, uh, he was up against Peter O'Toole, uh, who was playing Venus in a movie. Uh, whatever, nobody really cared. <laughs> no he was up against. He was up against Ryan Gosling in in the movie Half Nelson. Once again, who's talking about that one, right? <laughs> he was up against Leo DiCaprio in Blood Diamond, which is like, we already weren't giving it to Leo all the time. Would have been a fine time to give it to Will. Not Leo's best role, maybe. Either. The winner of the award ended up being uh, Forrest Whitaker for his portrayal of Edie Amin in The Last King of Scotland. Oh, oh, I hurt my eye just trying to do a Forrest Whitaker face. Sorry. I mean, we could trade that, right? We could go back in time, make that trade. If... Yeah. Um, now, I mean, Whitaker is amazing um, and probably deserved that award, too, because how many chances are you going to get at that would be my <laughs> guess, right? Like, no, it's not like that. But, like, you know how Oscar... My favorite winners at the Oscars always tend to be the actor who you just know is never going to get another. Like, like, for example, the mother from Minari. Um there wasn't going to be many opportunities for a, a Korean lady in her 80s to get nominated again, right? So it's good that she won when she did, is what yeah. I would say, right? Like, yeah. that's all. Famous for us. Like, usually an Academy Award, like, like really skyrockets and boosts your career, too, and you're in everything for the next. But not, unfortunately for him, it didn't really, didn't really do that. <laughs> no but i mean what it would what it would do is now all of a sudden he can get paid like a little bit more to be the villain or the whatever in any role or whatever but i think i think there's another thing that comes with that and you may have just hit something like you may have just sh shown a light on something that i had not even thought about before is are we not seeing forrest whitaker now in things because he's concerned that when he comes in, things are going to say he's Academy Award winner, Forrest Whitaker. Like, that could be pressure, I guess, right? <laughs> you Now, all of a sudden, you do have to make the good decisions with your choices for movies and stuff because you can't just show up and, you know, like, name any Colin Farrell movie from the late 90s. I'm pretty sure that he's shown in, up in whatever he's offered these days. But, yeah, I think that's right. Um, that's right. But I bet you he's turned down a lot of things that he would have done yeah, had he not won the Oscar. There's probably a ton of things he's like, oh, man, I'd have done that. Sounds like a good time. Uh, I guess I can't be in Fast 9. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's just like... like... <laughs> you know who I think would be tough to get hit from? Who's won an Academy Award? Uh, well, I don't know if they, she won, actually. Uh, Hillary Swank. There's a boxing movie. Million Dollar Baby. Remember that one? Did she, she win has. for that? She's yeah. won twice, I think. Once for Boys Don't Cry, and I think once for Million Dollar Baby. I bet you I think she she's won her. twice. Yeah, she's won twice. I know that. Um, she's the karate hmm. king. She could hit, probably. Oh, yeah. Fight <laughs> training. That's right. <laughs> Fight training. I don't know if uh, the karate kid really gives you. It's not like uh, Keanu Reeves like, practicing for six months for <laughs> Matrix or something. <laughs> You've watched Cobra Kai. You're telling me those guys aren't training just as hard as any kung fu expert like Keanu Reeves might be. Come on. <laughs> yes, I am. I don't know, man. Don't Have know. you seen the Karate Kid three? It's the, no, I no, no. Four three or no, like uh, four. Whatever yeah, that was her. 
Oh, it was hers. No, I, no, of course not. It's I'm a purist. Not I have not even seen the Jaden one. <laughs> I am a purist, my friend. Well, the four, number four. If it, ain't, if it isn't ahead. in the LaRusso verse, it ain't for <laughs> me. <laughs> it's in the Miyagi verse, though. Like, uh... No, but that's the part. I, I was like, <laughs> it's got to be LaRusso verse for me. It, she's like mentored by Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Doesn't work. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. Didn't they try to do like an odd, like, didn't they try to have a loose connection to Miyagi? Wasn't it like Jackie Chan, like his third cousin twice removed or something in that movie? Oh, in the Jaden one? Mm. Yeah. I think that I, I can't remember. Maybe, I don't know. Those who have seen it will have to remind me, but I feel that like. That was they, a very forgettable. I feel like they tried to tangentially, um, you know, connect it. That's a very, for, I, I think good using Jackie Chan, I think is the right idea, but a bad movie. Oh no, I'm I'm still here for the Cobra Kai Three Ninjas mashup. The return of Jonathan Taylor Thomas to your screens, folks. <laughs> yeah, he has been gone far too long. R.I.P. Far too long. Just kidding, he's not dead. Um, that guy's still <laughs> spending Simba money. Don't worry, he's fine. <laughs> what about um, uh, there was a couple others that I had like some uh, honorable mentions for? Okay, so like um, the Fighter. Have you ever seen that movie? Ooh, Wahlberg, Bale. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's a few guys in that that would hurt. I wouldn't want to get hit by anybody in that movie, actually. Not even the people who made it. <laughs> no, seriously. I think that's a David O. Russell movie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he's known for, like, fighting with people. So let me, who made The Fighter? Uh, produced by... Yeah, director David O. Russell. David O. Russell famously got into a fist fight with George <laughs> Clooney on the set of Three Kings. Oh, okay. Yeah, and David O. Russell famously got into a verbal war with Lily Tomlin on the set of I Heart Huckabees. Uh, <laughs> so David O. Russell is a bit of a jackass to work with, but man, if you were in his movie, it's going to be a sick movie. You know, he's like one of those. You're signing up for something that's going to be three months of fucking torture, but you're going to get to say that you were part of something that was like artistically <laughs> good. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's craziness. Um. I uh, was wondering about Cinderella Man. So that's Russell Crowe. I would take a current day Russell Crowe punch. Current day? Current day? Current day. Not, not, back, not, not Cinderella Man. Man. No, man, he was, that movie was about boxing. He had been training specifically like a boxer. Yeah, I would take a oh, beautiful mind. I would take a beautiful mind Russell Crowe slap. <laughs> oh, no, because underneath that, he's still, he's still like, remember, man, this is Gladiator era. That entire era, you want to avoid a bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You want to start? You want to start getting into fights with Russell Crowe when like the hair went gray and the belly came out. <laughs> That's he's still, the era. He's still like thick, I think. <laughs> oh, he's he's like Santa, but like he can. But here, here's where Russell Crowe, because uh, we're not here to body shame or shit. Uh, <laughs> but no, here's where Russell Crowe is actually quite like inspirational in the sense that like man lives the way he wants to live, drinks and does what he wants, and like, and I'm not. I'm not despaired. I, I think it's amazing when, like, a guy just rocks the beer belly because, like, that's his fucking lifestyle. But this guy also then, when when Taika knocks on the door and says, hey, man, I need you to play Zeus in Thor 4, you know Russell Crowe can shred and, like, lose it and get ripped and jacked. And no, Like, I have a feeling when we see him in Thor, we're going to be like, oh, fuck. Oh fuck! Like men can still get ripped like that in their late fifties and stuff, and like it's gonna be one of those moments. Marcus um, Aurelius is back. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, right. that's what I'm that's what I mean. Like he's he's got like a hefty build, but like yeah. he's, you can still tell that he's like a power can, lifter. Yeah, like power lifter body. Yeah. This would the be actually a really one. good opening. No, uh, this would be a good opening because if he does get into shape for Zeus, that would mean they finally have their opening. Like Ridley's been talking Gladiator two for like a decade now, and I bet <laughs> you it's only been like Russell didn't want to have to work out twice. So like if you're if you're Ridley Scott, now's the time. Like you know he's in shape. He just <laughs> got off the set of Thor four. You can get cameras rolling within a couple of weeks. You can probably get Gladiator Two out too. Gladiator Two, that's hilarious. That's like Hamlet Two. Don't they all die at the end of Gladiator? Like, <laughs> I don't think Russell Crowe needs to be in good shape to reprise his role as dead Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> like a force uh, ghost. <laughs> yeah, I, they're going to de-age him uh, and shit anyway, right? Oh so. my god, yeah. de-age. That's good stuff. All right. You know, okay. Skywalker. Who else you got there to punch me out? Uh, <laughs> well, this is one that I would be probably okay with, I guess. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis in the boxer. I okay. You you want to take a punch from Daniel Day Lewis? I don't you want to go. I have ahead. to on the list. No. If if you think you have to, you do it. I personally, if someone was like, man. Daniel Day-Lewis is going to have to punch you. <laughs> I would do everything in my power to not get punched. There's fiery. Of, oh, yeah. Right? You know what he is? He's Brad Pitt in Snatch. <laughs> right? Like, and just fucking knocks you out. Um, is he Irish, too? He's an Irishman, isn't he? He's up there, man. Like, he, he <laughs> fucking might be a gypsy cockney. I don't know. Um, but... I don't, uh, man, good luck with it. Something tells me that man is going to be in character for the punch. Like, <laughs> like he ain't showing up as Daniel Day Lewis to punch me. He's showing up as Joe Louie. <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah, fucking 1929 boxer from Detroit. I'm like, oh shit, we're done. <laughs> yeah, he, I guess you're right about that. He can, like, <laughs> take on whatever he wants, right? Like a chameleon. He's like a scroll. He embodies what he wants. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want to get punched by him. I think he's actually the most frightening one on the list. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I take yeah. it all back. I take it all. I, I think back. I would take a Stallone punch over Daniel Day. Um, only because, like, think about it. If Daniel Day was in Rocky, don't you think he would have been better? <laughs> Simple as that. Daniel Day Lewis would have made you believe it. Rocky, I I do like I you know I respect the fact that Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester, good old Sylvester, um, was not getting cast in Hollywood. He no one could understand him. He didn't have the chops they thought, and you know they didn't didn't think he was billable. And so he just wrote and produced his own movie and won Academy Awards, and (laughs) he became a big star, (laughs) right? That's it's pretty badass, actually. <laughs> I think it's amazing. And to think, that man didn't show up at the Oscars and slap anyone. Yeah, ever. And he's has roid rage, probably. <laughs> he's, his entire like career is built off of a movie that won him an Oscar about how he boxes and punches people. Uh, yet, gracious. Gracious when he won, you know? 
I guess what we're saying is Will Smith could learn a few things from Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> he could learn a few things from a bunch of people. What other hosts? Like, I was thinking about, like, bad jokes and hosts of the award shows. Like, remember the year that James Franco and um, oh, that, yeah, Anne Hathaway, Hathaway hosted? That was yeah. bad. That was not. I mean, they were just... So here's a... With all due respect to James Franco and Anne Hathaway, they just weren't funny, mm-hmm. but none of their material was, like, bad. It's not like it was like, oh, I can't believe they went for Sean Connery. Um, it was just, they weren't funny. Now, the one time we should have seen a slap, the one time we should have is when Oprah Winfrey should have gotten up and gone on stage and just slapped the shit out of David Letterman. <laughs> that was an actual legit feud that spilled over into the Oscar telecast with what was again a very very innocuous stupid joke where he was introducing Uma Thurman to Oprah and for 30 seconds straight just went Uma Oprah Oprah Uma Uma Oprah <laughs> Oprah Uma Uma Oprah Oprah Uma and it was only because <laughs> They had their own personal thing, right? Like Oprah had never gone on the Letterman show and they were part of the same big CBS family. And it was just a big drama they had. And eventually, you know, hatchets were buried on the late show with David Letterman when she came on to talk after um, about the award show, right? Like Kind of funny though, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it, I was. A, I'm a huge Letterman fan, and my mom yeah. loved Oprah. So to me, it was like the perfect thing. Uh, I, I thought it was great, but like that's that's the extent of anything I've ever seen that was egregious at the Oscars. Now the Golden Globes is an entirely different affair. Ricky Gervais is there. He's there to make fun of you, and you guys are openly drinking on your tables. So. I'm actually kind of surprised it's never happened there of all yeah. the times. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, the the hardest thing to, the hardest pill to swallow usually is that when a comedian like Ricky Gervais or like Chris Rock makes a, I don't know, quote unquote mean joke, usually they're good enough at telling jokes that they're, fu- that the funny, like the humor in the joke makes it passable which is why even tame jokes when james franco and Anne hathaway make them they hurt more because they're not funny or they just don't land because they don't have it to them right like yeah so like when anthony jesselneck makes jokes at roasts that are harsher than anyone else would make but he's so good at writing a mean joke we forgive him for it right 100%. 100%. Like, it's, it's, um, Billy Crystal can get away with it. Whoopi Goldberg mm-hmm. can get away with it. But some others can't. A Tina Fey and an Amy Poehler can get away with it. And that's about it. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's about it. Because if you are just an actor who's been brought on, like, the, yeah, like in the sense of if you were brought on to do what James Franco and Hathaway had to do, like you're not, it's not going to work, right? Don't try, just be a host. Just get through the night is kind of what I would say, right? 
Um, yeah, like Seth MacFarlane. Remember him? He hosted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a funny guy. You think he would work at the Oscars, right? He doesn't. The reason he didn't is because Seth was... Now, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. The room is full of Bradley Cooper and Denzel Washington and all them. And to them, a John Stewart is cute, right? John Stewart's part of the zeitgeist. They like hanging out with him. Seth MacFarlane, he makes fun of them every Sunday night, right? It, it, it would almost be like telling uh, uh, Matt and Trey from South Park to come on down and host the Oscars for a night. You're just not going to have a warm welcome from the get-go. Seth MacFarlane was fine as a host for people who are fans of Seth MacFarlane. But if you're not a fan, as in all the people in that room that night, they can suck the air out of that room by not laughing, not clapping, not giving you the energy so that everybody at home starts going, oh man, this show's dragging. It's not funny. Like, I guess he's just not a good host. And it's really not that. It's just Hollywood A-listers wanted to send a message to. Oh, yeah. It's a very no Bart's allowed room. Oh, 100%. So that's why a Billy Crystal is legendary. Because Billy Crystal's not just funny. Billy Crystal made When Harry Met Sally. Right? Like, he's one of us. One of us. One of us. I mean, like, They should get, like, Conan. Yeah. Conan would be good, but I think, uh, yeah, Conan, uh, you know who was fine? Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel did fine in that room. Why? Because Jimmy Kimmel isn't, Jimmy Kimmel's not Seth MacFarlane. Jimmy Kimmel is a late night talk show host on a network. It's not cable. This isn't fucking Samantha B. This is ABC. You know what I mean? Like, so there's, they have these weird little games that matter to them, not to we us. We want to go on his show. People are still awake. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like the, the like for us, the viewer, there's a lot they could do to make that show uh, interesting uh, and whatever. I want to know if they go back to Kevin Hart now. He's Has not going to do it. <laughs> he might not. He might be able to. I think he may. So the one thing that got lost in that whole Kevin Hart lost the Oscars thing is that there's very, very few people who have ever like grown up wanting to host the oscars very few but kevin hart was actually one of those few who as a child was like i'm gonna host that show one day so to think of how he got it and how it was taken away and the circumstances of that whole situation and how kevin hart's still out there doing kevin hart things i mean like during the cancellation of Kevin Hart during the Oscars, the only thing that got canceled was the Oscars. Nothing else. Every single other thing of his kept on going like it was no tomorrow, right? Um, I would like to think that the Oscars realized they overreacted because 99.999% of the rest of the public has continued to just go see Kevin Hart shows, movies, stand up, whatever it is. It would be nice to see him get that chance. But I don't think he wants to get slapped by Matt Damon. Again, celebrities that we would let slap, <laughs> slap us. Um, before we get canceled, I would just like to, to say thanks for listening to our 
summary of the 2022 Oscars. Uh, as expected, we didn't talk about any of the awards. <laughs> um, this year will live in infamy. For those of who you who weren't listening, maybe we did talk about Coda. Huh? That's a thinker. That's a thinker. Uh, I mean, you said the name. <laughs> no, but if you weren't listening, <laughs> yeah, you might you might know if you're not listening. Coda, huh? <laughs> Movie about deaf people? No, nope. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I didn't even know what it was about till right now. So, oh no, Coda is an acronym: child, of, uh, children of death, deaf adults, right? So, so the movie. Oh. I would actually recommend that it's on your Apple TV, folks. It did win. I know I recommended Nomadland last year, and I kind of regretted it. But to be honest, I like Nomadland. I think you might like Coda a bit more than you liked Nomadland last year. Uh, Apple TV, uh, child, Children of Deaf Adults, starring uh, Marley Matlin, her husband, a couple other people. Interesting little flick. Okay. Yeah, I looked it up and didn't recognize any of the names in, in this cast either so well, no well marley matlin is the, like that one the one deaf actress in hollywood right like you'll know her from like episodes of seinfeld and all this other yeah. stuff yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so it, it's it's good it's it's an interesting movie man like it'll it'll get you thinking about how the one thing it kind of made me think was uh uh man senses like don't take it for granted, right? Like simple fucking things. Like I know people play those games all the time, right? Like, would you rather be deaf? Would you rather be blind? Would you rather not taste? Would you rather... don't fucking play the games, man? Just be grateful for having all five. Like that's it. That's all. all six of mine are good. Yeah, man, your sixth one is the best one. <laughs> that's that's your that's your uh, Johnny Tingle. That's when it tells you you're getting in trouble when I'm about to say something. Yeah, 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 yeah. They went off a lot tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in to Can You Confirm That? I hope you have a great week. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> Take care. He's Brad Pitt and Snatch. Right? Like, they're, 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 they